Liesl, today's episode of the Lee Summit Town Hall podcast is brought to the good people by Budget Blinds of Lee Summit. I love Budget Blinds of Lee Summit. How can you not? They're pretty legit. It's a great business, and it's even greater people. So local people running that business, doing great things, and and it's the home for enlightened style shades enlightened style shades i just like saying that and it does sound it sounds sounds kind of big time it does sounds very big time and look they've got they don't just do shades like almost all of your interior decorating needs they're there they can help you get them i even have pillows i have pillows on my couch from budget blinds hmm. i didn't know you had pillows yeah Throw That's pillows. amazing. I know. And who doesn't love throw pillows? Everybody loves really. throw pillows. And supporting a local business that gives back to the community is always a win. Always a win. So when you're ready to make your home the best home it can be, go visit our friends at Budget Blinds of Lee Summit. Tell them Liesl and Nick sent you. Hello and welcome back to the Lee Summit Town Hall Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Parker. And with me... As she is every episode. It's Liesl Hayes. Hello, Lee Summit. There we go. I know. I think I've I've mastered it. We're good now. You got it. I've got mastered it. it. That's it what I want. Yep. So, Liesl, since it's summertime and we're kind of just, we try to do things a little bit differently, I have a different episode for us today. Okay. What are you thinking? I want to kind of, I want to share with the community uh, another project uh, that I get to work on every year. We've done this in the past, but there is a, another podcast called I Can Relate, and it's a really cool podcast. Um, I've done it for three years now, where some local teens and students get together, and, and really, it's their podcast. It's their show. So I don't do a whole lot. I always tease them and say, my job is just to push the button that says record. Is that hard for you, Nick? It really is. I know. I know it is. <laughs> Like it, re you know, if there's a microphone around, I want to talk. I get it. I'm the same way. Yeah. So, uh, but it's it's really cool. It stems from uh, the start of of the the youth mental health task force in town that started around 2020 after uh, the community was started dealing with some some suicides and and mental health issues and they they got together and this kind of came out of came out of that and this is a cool project. The kids get together. I hate, I really don't like saying kids. I know they are, but I don't like saying it because they are more mature than I think I give them credit for. When yes, and we started. always say that, you know, if they're, this generation's going to rule the world, like, we're we're good. We're good. They This project has made me really believe that. So they get together, they pick their topics, they talk out how they're going to talk about it, like, how they're going to go through the show, and then they come in and they go, and I literally don't do anything but technical stuff. That's it. Yeah, it's, that's it's, amazing. They literally drive it. Right. This is their show. So these are topics that they think are important to them and to their peers, things they need to talk about out loud, uh, things they want to share. So I think it's not only good to see the the maturity and talent of, uh, of, of some of our youth in the community, but, but also for us to hear, us grownups, to hear what's important to them. Absolutely. And, and how they handle some things. Uh, so I want to share one of those episodes. This was actually the the sixth and final episode of this this last season, um, where they started talking a little bit about uh, about COVID. They're still talking about it. They they're are. They're still talking about how that that affected them um, in their in their school and, and social lives. And and so they talked about it about it that way. They also talked about the transition from middle school to high school, which is. Scary for everyone. Yes, it is. Although some of us are old enough that we didn't even call it middle school. 
Uh, my, junior high. Right. My son made fun of me the other day because I said back in junior high. He's like, what's that? I have no idea what we're talking about. You're old, Dad. That's how I can tell. We're yeah. not old. Yeah. It's, fine. it's fine. They can make fun of us all they want. <laughs> it's fine. Um, and then at the end of the episode, they start talking. It's just a few minutes at the end. They start talking about school life and some things. It even has some suggestions for school administrators, uh, how to make it a little bit better. Yeah, it's absolutely. Not like they're not saying everything's horrible and let's you know burn it all down. It's it's hey, here's some things that we can do. Yeah, and I think you know, Nick. One of the things that I really took away from the podcast is I love that it is their voices. I love that they are all at a different age and and demographic. So you have someone on there who talks about being neurodivergent and the challenges with COVID. You have you know older high school students, you have early high school students. And so I think it gives a really broad perspective of how the pandemic, you know, really affected um, our children. And what I love about it, can I say love like seven more times? Because I love this podcast (laughs) so much. Um, It also is a really good podcast for for youth to listen to as well because i think you know a lot of these struggles and challenges that they experience they're not getting the opportunity to kind of share that with their other peers and maybe they do sometimes but they don't really go deep on those topics and i think it's really good for youth to also just feel seen and know that that their struggles post covid are absolutely normal yeah a couple things on that and they have talked about how Sure, they talk about these things with their friends, but they don't go as in-depth. And this format gives them an opportunity to, to really do that, to go a little deeper in, into things. And then we always talk about when they're prepping that do this for your peers, but also know <laughs> your parents are going to listen. Right? Oh, yeah, that's always a good caveat. Right, like, like this is out there, so anybody and everybody can listen. Um, and they will, and they will. But uh, but I just I just I like hearing the maturity and, and and even just the growth. So they did they did six episodes this season, and there are are grades eight through twelve that participated. This particular one has I think a sophomore, two juniors, and an eighth grader. Although now that we're out of school, it's a ninth grader, two seniors, and a and a junior. But so there's varying ages. And it's it's just it's just interesting to watch them all mix in. And I know when we first we had our first meeting before the season started, there were there were some some concerns about well, is, the, is you know is an eighth grader going to be allowed? Like, will the older kids allow the eighth grader to participate? And they do. They yeah. they all participate really well and want to give each other a voice. Absolutely. And I would even say that they they welcome all voices in that conversation. Mm-hmm. So it definitely doesn't feel like the junior dominates the conversation. It really is here are our collective experiences and and how do we, you know, move forward and and cope with some of those changes. And then my favorite part is when they talked about like just the ACTs and the SATs. And <laughs> I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm so glad I'm not back there. Um, but it was just good also to see them like worry about something that you and I worried about. Right. Right. I mean, it's, it's something we can all relate to. And they, they make fun of that too. When they, when they, when they throw out the show's name in the show, but what's cool too, at the very end, one of my favorite parts, and then we'll, we'll, we'll kick it over and, and play it to everybody. But one of my favorite parts was at the end, they took some time to say, what advice, 
What questions does the eighth grader, the incoming freshman have? And what advice can we give you? And a lot of them were, were totally honest. Yeah. Not only with, here's something I can say, but also, I don't know what to say. Because it's different for each of us. And they had this cool conversation about that. And, and it's just really neat. So I, I invite everybody to give, to give a listen to this. You can go find I Can Relate on most of those podcast apps out there. Um, there'll be links uh, in our show notes for this episode as, as well. Go listen to it. It's really cool. We'll turn it over to the four or five of them, right? Yeah, they're, they're way cooler than us they're and way more entertaining. So. Way, way cooler, way more entertaining. I hope everybody enjoys this episode uh, that we're sharing out from our youth of I Can Relate. I Can Relate is brought to you by Lee Summit Cares. Lee Summit Cares is a local nonprofit led by an advisory board of local teens focusing on helping youth develop positive relationships and creating a culture of physical and mental wellness in the community. Welcome back to I Can Relate. My name is Ellie Johnson. My name is Nikise Hannibal. My name is Lily. I'm Charles Parker. And today we're going to be talking about that very, very important transition from middle school into high school. I know that for me personally, since I'm a junior right now, my freshman year was COVID and everybody was always telling me how important it was going to be transitioning from middle school into high school. But I think that I kind of missed out by not having that crutch year freshman year. And I'm currently seeing effects of it into my sophomore and my junior years. So what are your guys' takes on kind of like how COVID affected us moving into high school? So, oh, no, you go. <laughs> okay. So I'm also a junior in a similar situation, and I immediately forgot the question. Never mind. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's very great. Bad Good memory. job, Lily. You're fine, Lily. I just asked how. You hit the mic. I asked how you think that COVID either negatively impacted or, you know, potentially positively impacted you transitioning from middle school into high school. Do you want to go? Charlie. Oh, all right then. <laughs> Do you have... Okay. My brain's... I'm not remembering oh. things. So a while back, I'm driving um, somewhere with Story my time. dad, and we're talking about that terrible period during COVID we all experienced. <clears throat> I was fully online my eighth grade year, and my dad was talking about how um, middle school's a good place to experience your awkward years, and I realized... I never had that chance. I had one semester of middle school. The next I was online. And then the next entire year I was also online. So when I get back to high school, I have all of my awkward years combined into one year in freshman year. Yeah, I think that that, I also kind of experienced something like that, but more like on the social aspect. So like when COVID shut everything down, like going in from our eighth grade year into our freshman year, like that's like a big social step. Like, that's when you meet, you know, all of our classmates, and, like, that's when you really start building those connections and, like, you know, they say friend groups and, like, getting in with the people that make you feel, like, supported and, you know, make you feel like you belong. I feel like when we missed that with our freshman year, like, we just skipped that completely. So we all ended up coming back sophomore year not knowing a lot about each other, not knowing where we belong, not knowing what group we fit into, and we all just – it left us all confused, quite frankly. I feel like – because of the, like, huge jump from middle school or high school with no actual, like, getting to know each other period, I feel like for me personally, I just became very reclusive and, like, didn't have very many in-person friends, like, at all. I feel like my social skills were very stunted because, like, especially someone who's 
neurodivergent, like I already struggle with social cues and I don't understand a lot of it. So that was already something difficult, but I gotten used to it, but then not having any interaction for two years just threw everything off. Do you think that you would have seen something like similar or do you think that like being like being separate for two years like definitely affected it? Being separate definitely affected it because when you're learning to, well, specifically with me, I had to learn how to mask my uh, neurodivergency and to act like I was expected to. And you learn that by being around other people and seeing what they're doing. Mm-hmm. I didn't get that for two years, and now I don't know how to act. Mm-hmm. I feel like that still affects how I socialize now. Nikki, so you're in eighth grade, right? Yes. Do you think that, like, in eighth grade right now, you're building, like, potential, like, really, like, important connections that you're going to use in high school? Honestly... With friends, yes. With some teachers, maybe. Because I know middle school teachers can have connections with, like, high schoolers and stuff. Mm-hmm. But that's about it. Um, also, can I say, you guys are making me feel very young. I feel more like a child than I already am. Because you guys experienced, um, like, uh, the COVID quarantine when you were, what, 8th grade? Right? Yeah, it was my 8th grade. Yeah, yeah you, ex- you transitioned into middle school during COVID, right? Yeah. I was just doing the math in my yeah. head. Yeah, I, I was wearing a mask everywhere, bro. And <clears throat> when I had to be quarantined was the rest of uh, fifth grade and the start of sixth grade. Wow. That's so yeah. long. I feel like a child. You are. Oh, my God. And in your weirdo school, sixth grade was part of middle, right? No, actually. Oh. Did you see, like, any effects Six. of, like, sorry, did you see any effects of you being, like, like, in fifth grade and sixth grade? Because obviously, like, we had a big step from going from middle school to high school, like, oh, yeah. elementary mm-hmm. school to middle school. Mm-hmm. Granted, I s- I'm very much of a... I guess hyper person. I like to make people laugh. I'm very energetic. I like being around people. But I felt like a child when I first uh, entered seventh grade. Complete another child. I feel like a lot of people still kind of keep that mindset from before quarantine because I feel like everything kind of froze in a lot of people's minds. So I feel like a lot of people still feel like that where they... Like, I feel like... A lot of people are like, oh, I still feel mentally like an eighth grade, even though now I'm a junior. It's kind of weird trying to adjust. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't even remember much of freshman year because, I like, it was just such, year. like, a dark time. Like, <laughs> oh, we didn't, we weren't able to see our friends. We weren't able to see, like, even, like, family. Like, I think that it kind of stunted me walking into high school, like, because, you know, obviously, like, high school's kind of romanticized. Like, we walk into it and everybody's like, this is going to be the best four years of your life. Like, it's going to be so important. You're going to make so many friends. You're going to make so many memories. And walking into it, having not had a freshman year, I already kind of looked at it in kind of a bad light. Like, this really isn't that great. It's not going to get any better. Over quarantine, because to be fair, my social life with friends didn't change very much. I'm not a very social person. Mm-hmm. But, like, just not being able to, like, see anybody was very strange. And I feel like... Don't know if it's necessarily because of COVID and quarantine or if it's just how my brain was working, but like high school so far has been the worst years of my life. And that's obviously not the experience for everybody, but I feel like it's, uh, like you said, it's very romanticized. It's kind of, for a lot of people, it's the first time they have any sort of autonomy in their life. Mm-hmm. And so it's where a lot of people decide like what kind of person they're going to be what their interests are, who they're going to hang out with, etc. But I feel like for our age group, that very, very, 
like was very much reduced because there was not a lot of option with socializing or what we were going to do. I like that you mentioned autonomy because I remember like in middle school, like we didn't, we couldn't do anything. Like we were always monitored. Like we couldn't yeah. drive. Like I've been driving for what, three years now. I couldn't drive in middle school. There's so many restrictions on everything. And then like COVID, like obviously is like when we became freshmen and stuff, we started like being able to have like, you know, more freedoms, like, you know, curfews get extended and like we get permits and like we get to go, you know, hang out with like random people like your parents just start letting you do other things and then walking into sophomore year and that being like amplified even more I think was just like extremely overwhelming for me and it kind of left me with a lot of like not necessarily social anxiety but like anxiety of like oh what's gonna happen next because I'm Mm -hmm. not you know in my house where everything's constant every day like you're out in the real world experiencing real things I've uh I've never dealt well with change so I feel like in the first year of COVID, when I was at home, I was okay with that because everything was the exact same every single day. But as soon as we actually had to start going back to school, I feel like that freaked me out and I didn't know, I feel like I didn't know how I was supposed to do anything anymore. Like, I feel like I didn't have a work ethic. I didn't have any of the skills that I previously built for school. I'd forgotten. It just felt weird. And then we had so much of a crutch, like, our freshman year. Like, we were, like, online. Like, let's be real. Like, a lot of people were probably, like, cheating and stuff. And, like, we weren't really, like, you know, oh, gosh, academically doing, like, you know, what we were supposed to be doing. I struggled so much with online schooling. Same. Yeah. I couldn't. Uh, it was hell. Oh, yeah. No, it was awful. Speaking of Charlie. This man is nodding back there. <laughs> I absolutely agree. <laughs> yeah, online schooling. Mm, yeah, we're not it built for that. It sucked. I don't have the attention span. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, <clears throat> anytime, because my teacher, she wanted to do meetings every morning. No. Oh, I'm, that's what I was saying. The Google <laughs> Meets. I was, I was no. notorious for falling asleep in the meeting. I was wake up. I'm the last one there. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, I would, ha- I would I sleep on my side, so I would, like, have my hand here. Anytime she'd see that and wasn't able to see at least uh, like both my eyes, she would tell me to sit up every time. You're waking up for the Google Meets and having like oh my, an, it's horrible. There was like passing periods yes. too. Like we'd have like five minutes in between each class. Like yeah. it was wild. And then we had to be there and like, you know, looking at people through a screen and like everybody's on mute. Nobody would talk during those. Yeah, God, it turned off my camera there the entire was time. One <laughs> class I had where the Google meeting. Were, where they're being required actually made sense, and that was German, because, you know, you can't learn a language reading a, an, a PDF. Ha, Duolingo. But then there are the others, like that, what was it, a business class or something? I oh, took oh, back uh, in, was back it? Personal finance? Personal finance, uh, business Something, business something, uh, it was, I don't know, but don't know she required Google business. Meets only on certain days, and every time I was the only person who showed up. <laughs> So, mine was really weird. My Spanish teacher, I was in Spanish 2 when quarantine hit. Oh, wait, no, Spanish 1. My teacher didn't require Google Meets. That was really weird. But my orchestra teacher did. Do you know how awful it is playing orchestra online with so many people? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. It was awful. Everything would overlap. I'm sorry. You just hear, like, a trumpet in one ear, like a... uh, I was about to say trumpet. No, like, so... Okay, so I remember this too. Our orchestra teacher, we would, okay, one, have to unmute and play solos. Embarrassing. It was, Mm. oh, God. And two, she'd have all of us unmute, and then we'd all be playing together, and it was utter chaos because everything would be delayed. 
So it just sounded horrible. It was so confusing like and like humiliating. <laughs> oh god. Uh, I'm just glad they finally learned and stopped requiring. It's Google like a remote Meets. control marching mm-hmm. band. Because I think Google Meets were kind of their way to be like, okay, well, we can't just like let these kids go be in their houses by themselves. Yeah. Yes, you can. And <laughs> okay, well, screw off. Let not me do good my own for development, thing. but no, it's not good. Yeah, but. we can't leave them to themselves. So I think Google Meets was kind of their way of being like. We gotta keep them social, but it like failed miserably. It would yeah, feel like it, it also was... disrupted work. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like the Google Meets interrupted uh, me doing the work that I what? had to, meaning I would miss that work because I would forget <laughs> about it. Because if I tried to switch tabs, the teachers would get mad that I wasn't paying attention, even uh, though none of this should have been required in the first place. So it's a vicious cycle. I, I try this again, wouldn't be able to what focus <laughs> during the meets, and so then I'd have to do the work after. So my entire day was doing schoolwork, and then I would, like, I just didn't have a life outside of doing school, which, to be fair, I didn't before either, but I was like, this is so much worse. <laughs> yeah, I can kind of relate. I really, like, put forward, like, hey, academics during... <laughs> yeah, I can relate. Promo. But, uh... Name drop. <laughs> yeah, no, I really, really, like prioritized academics and schoolwork to the point that like that's like all I was doing for a while and then I walked into high school and like I was still prioritizing academics obviously and something hit me where I was like okay it doesn't really matter that much (laughs) and like obviously I still do good in school but like I kind of started realizing that there's more to high school there's more to life than just like sticking my head down and doing the task in front of me. Like, obviously, should still put forward effort. Obviously, it's still important to some degree, but, like, it's not your entire life. There's life beyond just high school. Mm-hmm. It took me so many years to realize that. Like, life was my, uh, high school was my entire life for several years. It was awful. What was the topic again? <laughs> <laughs> For audio listeners, um, our our showrunner just decided to take a photo, and we all paused for it. I yeah, I got distracted. I don't know what I was saying. Uh, Nikki, yeah. what's your priority number one in middle school? Priority number one in middle yeah. school to get out. <laughs> yes, Fair. that's my agree. that's my goal. Yeah, middle school is a dark time. <laughs> middle school is so much better for high school than me. Oh, God. No, oh, high, high school is the time. Like, middle school, I I had my awkward phase uh-huh. in middle school. Yeah. I'm still Again, in an I awkward phase. <laughs> I'm still just an awkward phase. Yeah, middle school, I'm really grateful for middle school because I think almost middle school, like, it did kind of set me up to walk into high school a bit. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you go from having what, like, what well, is it, like 30 full, kids? Yeah. No, it's more than that. 60 kids in your grade to, like, 500 <laughs> mm-hmm. in a year. Like, that's insane. And then you walk into a 2,000-person school because we go to West. Yeah. Oh, God. Like, I think that the, just the environment of, like, walking down the hall and seeing, like, a million people is can be kind of stressful. Can be stressful, yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, I was going to say something. Uh, middle school has felt way faster than any uh, uh grade school. That's true. Yeah, because yes. in grade school, you're just sitting in class. You're there all the time, uh, all the time until recess, lunch, or recess. the second recess. What nap time? But recess with um, was so important. Yes, it was a vi- It was a vital cause. Obviously, yes. it was the most important part. It's fast. Mm-hmm. And um, and then middle school, uh, you get what I think um, uh, an hour each class. Then you walk around for three minutes, going to your next. It just feels a lot faster pace. 
Mm-hmm. And if you ever went to the restroom during passing period, you were screwed. You were screwed. Yeah. Oh, God, there's no We have this no teacher. Time. You have to hold it in at until Cam- the middle of class. Uh-huh. At Campbell. Um, <laughs> we had this teacher. She will literally, like, go to the bathroom, and if she sees anyone, like, start walking to it to passive period, she will literally yell at them. Oh, my she literally, like She literally, like, turns her back to the wall and then does, like, a little, like, spy agent move. So you're just this. And then she goes back. It is by far the funniest thing I've ever seen a uh, teacher do. <laughs> you know, um, I... Sorry, go on. Until um, that or the time that Mr. K almost ran out of school. Oh. Science teacher. <laughs> anyway, continue, Ellie. Yeah, but I remember uh, when we walked into middle school and, like, it went really fast. And, like, mm-hmm. even looking back, like, it was two years of my life, like, that fast. Yeah. But, like, high school, it's going to go fast, too. And, like, when they say, like, soak it up, like, soak it up. Because I know you haven't hit it yet and, mm-hmm. like, you've got those four years coming up, but, like... I feel like we were freshmen yesterday. I'll I be, still the first feel few like weeks will move weird. by fast. Mm-hmm. Everything else will be completely t- turtle speed slow. It'll be annoying how slow it is. Yeah. <laughs> For the first semester of junior year is probably the slowest like experience oh, I've had because junior year oh, it kills you. Junior year because I've heard this before that this was like pre quarantine. I've heard that like junior year is supposed to be the hardest year. Yeah, it is. Because of like ACT and classes. Yeah. So like it's supposed to be the hardest year, which I feel like makes it go by so much slower. And like personally, my sophomore year was the hardest, but like I definitely see why like there's a struggle with junior year mm-hmm. because of like that's a lot of the opportunities that people take IV classes and Yeah. You start applying for like scholarship like early scholarships oh God. like yeah. writing college <laughs> writing college essay starts now i need to do that Me too. I need <laughs> to just thanks for the note of confidence yeah all right <laughs> i need to go home and do no, that literally no but what you said about sophomore year being hard it's because we didn't have freshman year that's crazy. Oh my god because we cheated through sucked. freshman year and i was just like we were just thrown in the deep end and it's like oh go on continue do school yeah we used to like Freshman year, like, they would give us, like, we'd be able to use notes. <laughs> we'd be able to use notes, like, like open note tests on every test. And then sophomore year, it's like, okay, you get nothing. Hope you study. <laughs> I feel like pop people, quiz. What's a pop quiz? <laughs> I feel like a lot of teachers, like, almost tried to go, like, completely back to normal after the first year of quarantine. But, like, mm. didn't work. Because, obviously, you know, people still missed out on No year. one knows what they're doing. Yeah. yeah. Nobody knows what's happening, so it's just like, that doesn't work. You know, I remember when we walked back into school, and, like, there was, like, that rift of, like, if you wore a mask or you didn't, like, yes. and, like, even just, like, seeing people's faces. Felt weird. Crazy. So, <laughs> like, halfway through freshman year, which I actually had L. <laughs> so sorry for you. So sorry for you. <laughs> halfway through freshman year, LSR7, because they're stupid, took down the mask <laughs> mandates. Yeah. But yeah. what was good about it is... I walk into my history class, which was one of my favorite classes at the time, and we all, like, collectively stand up and take off our masks, and for the first time, we see each other's faces, and everyone was surprised that I had a beard, because I, <laughs> I guess it's a well-known thing that I have a baby face. I, most of the people in my classes still don't know what my face looks like, so I can't relate. <laughs> the opposite of the title. personally villain name drop Uh, (laughs) oh wow um one of my friends he was a transfer right in the middle of the mask mandate Mm -hmm. and uh coming into eighth grade i first saw his face i was so confused i did not know he was oh god you look different with and without the mask because like 
everybody kind of changed because, like, mm-hmm. again, like we didn't see anybody yeah. like for what two years probably. I just know. Mm-hmm. And it's like you walk, <laughs> you left them in eighth grade. We walk back into sophomore year, and there's some random people you've never seen before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna take my mask off on the final like day of graduation senior oh year, my gosh, and people finally be like, "You have a face." You walk across the <laughs> mask off. They're like, "Who is that?" Oh wait, your your uh, whole like lower half of your face like is there? It's a thing. I thought you only had eyes. Yeah, I didn't same. know you had a nose and mouth. Is the bottom half you of your face is a void. Facial dysmorphia. <laughs> Facial dysmorphia. Okay. Yeah, I hate my face. Uh, did, okay, did that yeah. come about because of COVID for you? Um, it, it it definitely intensified. I've already had issues with my body and face like since I can remember. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely being alone by myself and. Then anytime I go out in public wearing a mask, like that definitely made me way more conscious, like cautious yeah. of the fact that people could like see me mm-hmm. and I'm perceived. I'm like, oh no. Yeah, I kind of remember like wearing a mask versus not. Like you do look different. Like when you'd like wear a mask at school all day, like see yourself in like the bathroom mirror, or, like your phone camera, mm-hmm. like and then you take it off, like you do look different. It's kind of wild. To be fair. Um, I'm also non-binary, and so gender dysphoria also probably plays a role there, where mm-hmm. uh, I don't like being feminine, and I don't like appearing feminine, but I know I do anyway. So having a more, like, neutral, neutral, not really, but still, looking face where people can't see that as much definitely helps, so mm-hmm. might play a role. So do you feel more comfortable, like, in the high school setting with the mask on, or just, like, in life in general? Just in life. <laughs> I don't take my mask off anywhere else at my home. So. Gotcha. Nikis, can Hi. we can we offer you any advice for walking into high school? You know, uh, yeah, good from, luck. <laughs> from what you all have told me, your advice seems like it will give me more trouble than what uh, Lacking. <laughs> it is lacking. It is we didn't have lacking. the ideal experience. So. Charlie, you seem like a man with some good thoughts. Honestly, people will give you some really vague and useless advice. At the very start of the year, they will force you into a packed public um, public arts center. That's what it's called. And they will have Auditorium. a bunch of seniors stand up on the stage and tell you how to survive high school. Join a bunch of clubs. They do That's do not that. really necessary. I just, didn't have that. Just live in high school. Mm-hmm. Encounter people. Have fun. Do what you enjoy doing. Don't take anyone out. Advice is useless in high school, given how much autonomy you have. You just have to go there and experience it for yourself because no one knows you better than you know yourself. I kind of agree with Charlie. I would say more of listen to advice, but know when to make a decision for yourself. I had a senior tell me this last year. I feel like it very much like, fit is high school's exactly what you make of it it could be the most miserable years of your life you could learn nothing and Mm -hmm. then you go out and you're just like okay that was awful or you can spend time with friends make more relationships have fun it's whatever you interpret as and whatever you choose to do yeah what you put in is what you're gonna get out of it for sure like last year i put in so much work in academics and guess who walked out of sophomore year with a 4.3 not you right here (laughs) Thank I walked you. out uh, with a mental breakdown. And then this year, so sorry for you, Lily. I decided to put more time into different things, like you know, pursuing more of like niche things, like journalism and like being with my friends. And now I'm feeling more fulfilled and more 
variety. So mm-hmm. I would say like when you walk into high school, make sure that, you know, you don't join every club, but join a bunch of different things so you can figure out what really makes you feel fulfilled mm-hmm. yeah. because high school is going to offer you so much more opportunity to learn what makes you run. It's well, like we were saying, it's kind of the first chance of proper autonomy for many people. It's kind of your opportunity to experiment and see what you want to do, what your hobbies are going to be, and what type of friends you want to make. So, Yeah, middle school is your awkward phase, but high school is the time to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've already made a lot, a lot of mistakes, so You're gonna make it better more. be. It's going to be in high school. All right, sweet. <laughs> yeah, it just imagine it, but, like, amplified. Like, <sighs> oh, God. Another big thing is, like, um, join clubs, sure, but also sign up for the classes pertaining to the clubs. Like, in middle school, you have one or two electives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In high school, the majority of your classes are going to be electives. Yeah. So sign up for the ones pertaining to what you are currently interested in just to see how it goes because that's the one way you're going to find yeah. out if you actually want to do it by actually doing it. High school's kind of formatted like college. Like, your freshman year, you do, like, take gen eds. Like, you're going to have, like, one or two electives. But, like, as a junior, like, half my schedule is electives. And next year, I'm taking, like, three core classes. And that's by choice. I don't have to take all of them. Mm-hmm. And the rest of my schedule is going to be all journalism electives because mm-hmm. that's what I want to pursue. Like, yeah. I discovered early on because, you know, I branched out and I tried to find different things. And I discovered what really interests me. And now I'm making the most of high school by taking the classes that are going to prepare me and make me feel fulfilled in what I want to do after. I learned I'm going to make a bunch of mistakes in high school, and I'm fine with that. So we're going to wrap up this (laughs) very great episode of I Can Relate. Today we talked about a lot of different things, I think. but We talked about how great I am. Yeah, but mostly we talked about, you know, it's okay to be awkward. And it's okay to not know what you're going to walk into. But learn how to adapt because <laughs> because that's life. You're going to get thrown random things. Life's going to get in the way and you've got to learn how to adapt. And while none of us had the romanticized, perfect, ideal, you know, walk into high school, walk into middle school, whatever it is, like, that's what And that's okay. I Can Relate is brought to you by Lee Summit Cares. Lee Summit Cares is a local nonprofit led by an advisory board of local teens focusing on helping youth development positive relationships and creating a culture of physical and mental wellness in the community. I Can Relate is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or most of your favorite podcast apps. This podcast is a production of Fredcast. Think, speak, act.